1: Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, mate?
2: I'm good. Good. Ticking along.
1: Jack, where are we today?
2: We're at the BBC.
1: And we have got a very special guest today. We have got one of the presidents of the British Browns, British Backers Club. Is that correct, Kelly? I
0: am the vice president. Oh,
1: vice president, sorry.
0: That's all right. Um, I'm the vice president of the British Bulldogs, Browns, Backers.
2: Well, Paul's just promoted you to now the president, <laughs> so congratulations.
1: Sorry about that, Steve. Am I in trouble? Um, but yeah, so, um, Kelly, thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank
2: you for having me.
1: Thanks a lot for your hospitality. However, Jack doesn't have a cider in front of him and he's not very happy.
2: It's probably a good idea that I don't, considering last time I was drinking you threw a Mac at me.
1: So yeah, Kelly, where's our drinks?
0: I didn't realise I had to provide hospitality.
1: Oh, whoops, I should have maybe told you that before. So
0: You told me you were in the pub ahead of this, I could have met you there. Uh,
1: oh, Would we be anywhere else? No, true. <laughs> um, so, Kelly, let's start off. Why are you a Browns fan?
0: So, I'm born and raised in Cleveland. Uh, when I lived in Cleveland, I wasn't... That into the Browns, if I'm completely honest. I knew that they were there. You know, my brother was a big fan. My grandfather was a great big fan. Uh, And so I occasionally went to games, but it wasn't a big thing for me. Um, but when I moved to the UK, my dad suggested that I look to see if there's a Brownsbackers club just as a way to meet people. And he kind of joked about, you know, possibly meeting a guy there. And I went to the Brownsbackers meeting, you know, I found them online and messaged them expecting to find guys, you know, sort of in their mid twenties, same sort of ideas, me moved to the UK for work or whatever. And I found all these men who were like in their forties and (laughs) fifties and they were British. And I wondered why they were Browns fans. Um, and so my, my love of the Browns has just really grown a lot since I've been here, just because it's a connection to home.
1: Kelly, I've got to ask, you are married. Did you meet your husband through that um, through the British backers?
0: I didn't. I met my husband through work.
1: Okay. And your husband, is he a Browns fan?
0: He's peripherally a Browns fan. Um, he's He did have some friends before he met me uh, that turned him into a Falcons fan. Mm. Uh, there was one time, I can't remember where we were, that somebody was asking us about the NFL and he responded with, we're Browns fans, and my heart just burst with a little bit of pride. Um, and he came to the game last year, uh, so he's, he's, he's kind of into it. He's just not big into sports.
2: At least if it's an NFC team, there's not that sort of close rivalry, so it's OK, we'll let him off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's your best ever Browns memory?
0: I think my best Browns memory, well, they both go back to uh, the game last year. Um, One not game-related was just the party that we had when the Browns came over here. Uh, Steve and I had worked so hard to get this party organized and get people to the pub and it was just to see it actually pull off was amazing, and to have Brown's alumni there, like Jim Brown and Hamford Dixon and Josh Cribbs, and to have you know all the the players that turned up not at the party but you know just in general in London that was an amazing amazing memory. Just to have that uh, the actual um, the actual memory of like a game is the following day at the game when the Browns scored that first touchdown and we were in the lead. And I was cheering so much that I actually almost started to cry because I thought, we could actually win this. Um, unfortunately, we did not.
1: No, we didn't. That last, uh, well, the second half was awful, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, if we'd have left it at half-time, I think we'd have all gone home with really great memories of the day.
0: Yeah.
1: It could have been the, uh, the only Browns game they won last year was in London, but it didn't happen. Kelly, I must say, uh, that weekend was you Steve and everyone else involved put on an absolute amazing great show so thank you very much for doing that.
0: Oh, Thank you we, we couldn't have done it without everybody who showed up the people just showing up from all over the world was incredible.
1: Yeah Dee and Jimmy were in the pub serving pints.
0: Yeah I didn't get a pint served by Jim, Dee or Jimmy I was a bit gutted about that.
1: Yeah and how many um I was there obviously uh, I met Jim Brown met loads of uh, famous uh, legends but how many people do you think were in that pub that night?
0: oh gosh I think that there were probably at least about three hundred people plus maybe another hundred outside uh the The Browns people that i 've spoken with from head office were floored by the number of people that were there. They had no idea that it was going to be that big and i don 't think we did either
1: yeah it was a it was a an amazing event i actually i 've got some pictures and videos I may put online uh, after this and but um did you win an award if i 'm correct from this
0: yeah so um after the game on the Sunday, I got chatting with Jake Wilcoff, who's from the Chicago uh, Chi-Town Browns uh, dog pound, and he is on the President's Leadership Council for the Browns Backers, and he encouraged me to apply for the the club of the, the Club of the Month. Yes. So the Browns Backers do a Club of the Month every month. You say, you know, what you've done to boost your numbers, or charity, or just whatever you've done that month. So... I was encouraged by him, so I went ahead and applied, and then at the end of the year, all clubs who have been Club of the Month are encouraged then to apply for Club of the Year, and Steve and I said, well, why not? You know, what have we got to lose? And so we applied, and we won Club of the Year for
1: 2017.
2: Wow. Congratulations.
1: You're a superstar, Kelly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a club effort. It wasn't just me. Uh, Yeah.
1: I must admit I was on the door that night doing a very good job. You
0: did a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, good, good. I even tried to host a pub crawl a few nights before. It was good. We had about twenty, thirty uh guys from Cleveland going from pub to pub and
0: I heard you messed some people up that
1: night. I do apologise. I think it was in Jaeger. A good way. It was a Jaeger bomb. Do you have Jaeger bombs in the States?
0: Yeah, they do Jaeger Bombs.
1: Yeah, so we had a Jaeger bomb in each pub and I think it was like 10, 15 pubs down, and uh, yeah, I think a few people had a few uh, hangovers, and I promised everyone fish and, fish and chips, and no one had any food, so uh, yeah, next time Browns come, I promise you, we'll, ha- we'll start with fish and chips. Uh, moving on, who's your uh, current fav- favourite uh, Browns player?
0: Um, probably the current favourite, um, because I met him, Joel Batonio. I okay. uh, did an interview with him uh, a few months before the actual Browns game as like, a promotional thing, and he was just such a nice guy, really friendly, and I got a signed jersey from him as well.
1: Dan got one as well, didn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Dan had one as well,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Two lucky... Uh, did Daniel get one as well or not? Yeah, Dan got one okay. as well. So there's three lucky signed uh, Joel T-shirts in the UK. Um, his family are from the UK, aren't they? Yeah, Cousins? Yeah, he's got
0: friends... Or, sorry, family... I want to say the Cotswolds area, but I'm not sure.
1: Oh, well, we're thinking about going up there. The London group, aren't they, for the Cotswolds? Because they've got a new backers group set up.
0: Yep, yeah, they started last uh, last year. The North Cotswolds Browns backers, and we're looking at going up to visit them uh, in early November.
1: So maybe we can get some of Joel's uh, family to come and say hi. It's
0: a fantastic idea.
1: Well, if we if we can find them, I don't know if anyone knows them, but we can try and hunt them on online somewhere. Um. Okay, great. Here's a question for you, a tough one. At the uh, Browns organisation, who would you most want to go out for a beer with? Or a drink?
0: In the entire organisation, I think at this stage, John Dorsey.
1: Good shout.
0: i just really am impressed by him, you know, and just the sort of draw that he has to people, and he just seems like, you know a good friend and I think he's he's got a lot of stories to tell
1: yeah he seems a very good knowledgeable football guy Uh, I loved it during the um, draft the combines he was there with his stopwatch in his classic white jumper doing the clocks by himself yeah have you been watching Hard Knocks?
0: I have been watching Hard Knocks
1: he comes across well on that as well
2: yeah. I thought it was funny the other day when we did this on our podcast and ranked our top five people we want to go for a beer with. You put Josh Gordon in it, and then Nathan Scorer called you out on Twitter for encouraging <laughs> Josh Gordon to go drinking, which was uh, I thought was funny.
1: Um, I recommended a sparkling water afterwards. So uh, and I didn't say wh- when during the season or non-season what this kind would happen. Of drink. Oh, what time of drink? Exactly. Thanks, Kelly, for your support. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What body part are you willing to give up? For the Browns to win the Super Bowl.
0: That's a tough one. Body parts are pretty important. I think I'm going to have to... I'm going to be weak and I'm going to go for maybe like a finger.
1: Oh, Kelly, or come on. a
0: hand. On.
1: A hand's better.
0: You know, I still need I still need to walk around, get around, that
2: kind of This thing. is a Super Bowl we're talking. Well, would it be your left hand? And considering there's not a single NFL quarterback in the entire league who throws left-handed. So get rid of your left hand. The NFL's proven you don't need them.
1: Do you think Kelly's uh, going to be a future Browns quarterback?
2: You never know. I'll, I'll ask you a question. Who was the last person in the NFL to throw a left-handed touchdown?
1: <sighs> uh, once again, Jackie got me here.
2: Been closely linked with the Browns in the last few weeks. That's your clue.
1: We're going to start with some no love. Struggling here, Jack.
2: Stunt. It's Des Bryant. Really? He's the last person to throw a left-handed touchdown in the NFL. So that's what I saw online this week. So fact of the day for you guys.
1: Jack is our Stato. Jack puts me to shame all the time. Okay, good. Moving swiftly on. So tell us a little bit more about the Browns Backers.
0: Okay, so the Browns Backers worldwide is uh, the official organisation for the fan club. And they have, um, I think it's about... Three hundred and fifty different clubs over fourteen different countries and it's one of the largest uh, fan club sporting uh groups in the whole world um, okay they um they offer up uh, like discounts for like the team shop and online if you're a member. Uh, they hold events for members, and if you go to a game and you can check in at the Browns backers booth, you get like a little gift for coming and making yourself known. Uh, you can also, uh, if you are there at a game, you can let them know in advance, and they'll put they do like a thing up on the big screen saying welcome to, and they'll have different backers clubs listed.
1: Oh, excellent! So when I go out to watch the uh, late uh, LA uh, Chargers game,
2: let them know ahead.
1: I'll let them know ahead. Paul Brown is back in the building.
2: <laughs> You're relying on Paul to plan in advance to remind them he's turning up.
0: No, he's going to WhatsApp uh, me and ask yeah, me yeah. to do
2: it. I mean, I mean, uh, looked at his forward planning. Uh, the odds are against him.
1: Come on, guys! I'm trying my hardest here. I've got the uh, prep sheet today already planned out. Thank you, Jack, for printing that out. <laughs> Okay, good, good. Who do you reckon our biggest uh, competitors are with, like, the fans groups? Do you know anyone else at all?
0: Uh, I think the Packers have a huge following. The Packer backers is a really big organization as well, um, but I, th- I don't know if we still are. But I think at one point we were th- we were the largest sports club fan club in the world. But I'm not sure if that's still true or
1: not. The past <coughs>
0: few seasons have been rough.
1: <laughs> that's an understatement. Uh, so, h- how did you join?
0: Uh, so I just went on the Browns website. Uh, if you click on the link for fans and then you click on the Browns backers link, then there is all kinds of information about how to find a club, how to join. You can just join for free, um, but you can actually link yourself to a club as well. So I just looked up, in my country to see if there was anything. And sure enough, there's the British Bulldogs Browns backers. It had Steve Maybury's contact details. And so I sent him an email. Uh, this was long before the land of Facebook. Um, I sent him an email and I just said, hey, I've just moved to London. Um, you know, when do you guys meet? And this was also before the Browns were ever shown on television here, um, wow. long before Game Pass, anything like that. This We're t- going back 15 years now. And Steve said, yeah, we usually meet up once a year. Uh, we'll meet at a bar. We'll do like some tailgating beforehand, and then there would be like one bar that would show the one game that was on Sky. And so we'd either go and watch that together, or we would have like a dirty old VHS copy of a game that somebody had sent us from the States, and we'd get a bar to play it on their VCR. And we'd watch that, even though we knew the outcome of the game. (laughs) But it was just a social thing for us to get together and, you know, talk about the Browns.
1: And when you joined, how many fans were there roughly?
0: I'd have to ask Steve for sure back then. It was 2003 when I joined, and I only knew of about a dozen guys, but there were probably more that just didn't come to the event, so maybe 20 or 30.
1: Yeah, okay. And how many fans do you reckon you have now?
0: Officially signed up as a British Bulldog Browns backer. We've got 160 listed on the website, uh, but our Facebook group has over 600 people on it now because um, we had a huge uh, influx of, of people from the game last year, and I think with what's going on this year, they're making a lot of noise with Hard Knocks and with um, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think that, that our numbers are just going up and up and up, and I think there's going to be a lot of Fairweather fans this year. You signed up as an official <laughs> member for?
1: Jack, <laughs> mate, don't put me on the spotlight. So in front of Kelly, just give me evil looks. I haven't officially signed up, no, um, but I promise you, Kelly, I will sign up. Jack, have you signed up?
2: I'm doing it tonight, I I didn't even know there was the official site, I sort of landed on it on Facebook and uh, been happily involved in that for sort of since the middle of last season and uh, no, now get more involved and uh, yeah, I'll I'll make sure I do that tonight.
1: Well uh, let's do it Jack.
2: Let's do it, where do you guys meet? Because I'd like to see everyone, have a load of beers together, what's planned?
0: So during the season, uh, the British Bulldogs meet at the Hippodrome Casino on Leicester Square in London. Uh, Game times are usually at 6 p.m. in the UK. That's when the Browns play at 1 p.m. in Ohio. The game time varies based on, you know, if we have night games or if we're playing on the West Coast or something like that. Um, Every week, we've usually got at least a few members there. Um, The beginning of the season, we always have a huge number of people. We'll probably have 30 people at least for this season's first game. Uh, plus also on that game we're going to be celebrating our Club of the Year status so there are some exciting things in store for that um, we're going to be doing some I don't want to tell too much but we've got um, some keep it a surprise
2: keep it a surprise
1: I'm interested now come on Kelly tell us a bit more
0: uh, we're going to have some food we're going to have some drinks uh, we're going to maybe do like a little Browns quiz um, and there might be a little special something
2: Jack I've... if you're doing a Browns quiz I don't
1: want you on my team Paul <laughs> <laughs> Jack you'll win anyway mate so uh um, what about the uh, president's weekend? You just got back of them, correct?
0: Yeah, I just went to Cleveland. Uh, every year, the Browns backers worldwide do the backers club president's weekend. Okay. So the club president and a guest, or um, it could be another officer, they can go to Cleveland. And each year, it's a little bit different, but they basically do two days of celebrating our backers presidents. So this year, we had um, we had a dinner on Saturday night. So we got to go to the training ground at Berea. Uh, we got to see a lot of the stuff that they have for training camp. They've got like different um, interactive things that you can do. Like they had the bobbleheads that you could go and take pictures with, and they had pictures of you know like life size pictures of Miles Garrett and and others uh, that you could go and take pictures with. They did a locker room sale where they had a whole bunch of like basically old material that we could purchase. Um, some of that stuff, I'd have loved to have bought a lot of it, but the line was really long, and I just didn't want to spend the entire time there in a line, and cool. I knew that I also had limited luggage space, <laughs> so I went towards the end, and I got a few things, but nothing too big. Um, they gave us dinner, and then the, the great thing was we also had a tour of the Berea Training Ground. Cool. So we got to go through all the offices. I got to see Josh Cribb's office, or desk, yes. which is cool. Got to see uh, Dee and Jimmy's separate offices. Uh, got to see uh, the workout room for the staff. So... Cleveland Browns they've got workout room for the entire staff not just the players so if you need to you know go and unwind you can go and have a little workout they've got a canteen there where all the food is provided for the staff members they really seem to take care of their staff which was really impressive uh, that was on the Saturday. Oh, and they also did a, a raffle as well. So they were raffling off, uh, they raffled off a John Dorsey sweatshirt. <laughs> I really wanted that.
1: You didn't get it, Kelly. I didn't
0: get it. I, didn't, I was so close to winning a few different things with my raffle numbers. Um, they raffled off like some experiences for some of the different games, mostly to do with kids, like, you know, kid experience to do something. Um, they had a Joe Thomas pack where you got like a jersey and something signed by him. So that was on Saturday. And then, on Sunday uh, this year, we got to go to training camp, okay. so we had like our own special section that was roped off that only we could get into the players came over and signed autographs for us after that, uh, which was pretty exciting, but really difficult to get any autographs really I got a few, but I didn't get
1: why was it so tough
0: because there were so many people
1: oh really yeah
0: they they came over and signed for about five or ten minutes each, and then they were gone and you know even though we were in our own special section at that point, I think the the security guard that we had had given up, and all these other people started yeah, filing okay. into our section. So there were so many people. Um, but I got a Crixie autograph, Cool. and I got Austin Corbett, which was good, and I got a Hugh Jackson, but no Baker, no
2: Miles.
1: Well, we're, we're a pro-Hugh Jackson show, so getting a Hugh Jackson signature is very good.
2: Isn't that right, Jack? Depends who you're asking, mate. <laughs> okay. Depends who you're asking.
1: Good, good, good. Do you think you were the most uh, furthest-travelled... Um, president there?
0: I was definitely the most travelled. Okay. travelled uh, somebody who was from Portland Oregon heard that I was there he's like oh man I think you're the only one who's beaten
1: me
0: <laughs> um, I did mention to the Iceland Brownsbacker guy uh, that he should have come with me because I flew via Iceland to get to Cleveland because they've got that new route uh, going from Reykjavik to Cleveland yes.
1: I'm actually going to do that route and uh, the Iceland guys are going to meet me at the airport and, oh, go, cool. and go, for a, go for a beer or take me to the Blue Lagoon or something so uh, yeah. I wonder if any of the any of other Browns uh, fans are going to do that stop off in Iceland and see some of our Icelandic fellow supporters.
0: I think they will because the 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 flight time was really good going from Cleveland to Iceland and and back. Um I I was pleased with the flight. Yeah. And I fly over that way a lot. So
1: Are you going out again this season or is that you done?
0: I think that's me done for the season. I've already been to the states three times this year. Okay. Um one was a bit Abrupt, um, due to a death in the family. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, you can edit that part um, <laughs> No, I've already been over there three times this year. Um, I'd love to go back another time. I want to go to Tampa for the game down in Tampa because my brother just moved to Tampa. Cool. But I think financially...
1: There's cheap flights out there today, though, right? Three, four hundred bucks?
0: I looked up Tampa and it, I think the cheapest was 550.
2: I was looking at doing Tampa and then they've, I've got all the tickets for the UK games. So... It was like, whatever week you've got, seventeen weeks you can drop the game. Just don't have the Tampa one the same time as the UK ones. Boom, straight in there. Why and, uh, ruined it?
1: Why? Why are you so interested about the Tampa game?
2: Because I was going out with my mate that loves ice hockey. Okay. So we wanted to do the ice hockey. It was, the ice hockey more for him. The um, NFL more for me. Everyone wins. So uh, next year maybe.
1: Okay. Some Browns questions for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? Total wins, do you think the Browns get this year?
0: I think we're gonna have five.
2: It's a good answer because it's my answer. It? <laughs> Six. We're happy Six. With that. Okay.
0: I think we're gonna beat the Ravens and the Steelers at least once each. Good. Um, there's a few. Not the Bengals, games. no. I'm not sure about the Bengals. I'd like to think we will, but I. To be honest, I don't follow the other teams as closely. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know for sure what they're doing in their, in their off-season. So um, I'm just going by gut instinct and yeah. maybe a roll of the dice.
1: Well, I'm definitely going for that Steelers win the first game of the season. Me too.
0: I think those Bud Light fridges are going to be unlocked quickly. Good and I'm working on it with the Hippodrome to try and get them to give us a free round mm. as
2: well. <laughs> I think this is the Jets game. That will be the first win for me. Jets play ten, uh, three games in ten days. They'll probably might be the game where they start potentially Darnold. I, I think that is the one to keep an eye out for.
0: Are we their third game in the 10 days? I believe so. Yeah, they'll be tired.
2: Yeah, should be tired. Just back against Crowell? I don't think Crowell's going to cause that much of a problem. He was, he's very much a boom and bust player. so um, He'll have a f- four or five great runs for a season, and um, that's going to be about it.
1: OK, good. How many four-quarters do you think uh, Mayfield will play this uh, season?
0: Hmm. full quarters I think early in the season if they're either doing really well or really poorly in the game I think Baker will get to go in for like the fourth Yep. Um, and then I think he might be starting just after the bye week so I'm if we're talking quarters I'm going to say 25 to 30
2: I love it Very sounds happy great to that.
1: me happy about that
0: but again it has to do with how well Tirad is doing if he's doing well, then you know there. Why break it or what? Why fix it if it's not broken? Uh, there's so many variables; it's hard to say.
2: I'd happily have him start 68 quarters. Unless uh, let's roll with it. Trade tie rod off when Ooh. a team gets injured. You you saw what the Eagles achieved with um a quarterback. I'd say is not even as good as him with Sam Bradford. They got a first round pick back. So if we can wait till another team's quarterback gets injured. Pingham Tyrell Taylor for a first. Shake and bake, baby. Shake Do you really think we're going to
1: get a first for him?
2: You never know. Crazier things have happened. Some team got an uh, athletic wide receiver called Corey Coleman for a seventh round pick in 2020. So, never say never. And Sashi Brown got us a fourth round pick for a punter. A punter.
1: Kelly, Brown's Rookie of the Year?
0: Rookie of the Year could be Baker if he gets a lot of game time.
1: I must got say, he looks—he did look awesome in his first game. I know it wasn't against the best of teams, but he I looked th- very, very
2: good. I think they both look good, to be fair. So um, it's positive because players are going to get injured. Tyrods never played 16 games, so you've got to have that other option. So, um, no, it's, we're in a good position.
1: Were a lot of the um, presidents talking about uh, Mayfield? Were they like, Do they believe in the model of resting them the whole season or do a lot of the guys want them to start quite soon?
0: it's mixed just like you see online I think you know there's so so many people that say no let's just let him sit back let him learn you know we had the problem with Kaiser and that he just got thrown in right away and he's you know good quarterback but he just was out of his element and we don't want to do the same thing with Baker so I think people are you know willing to give him a little bit of time to learn the ropes feel what it's like in the NFL but I think people are also itching to get him started too
2: in a way I, I don't want him to ever play the first game because. The advantage is like you allow someone else to play the first game and then if they go oh we weren't very fond of him we moved to someone else then no one's ever pining to go back to option a so whatever happens i wouldn't want him playing the first game because even if you had brought him in and say had a true stanton style person was the only person he was competing with he let true start that first game flip to someone else and no one's going oh let's go back to the other one so i think Let Tyrod have a go, see how it goes, but by all means, as soon as Baker's ready after that first game, let it rip.
1: Hugh Jackson, how many games do you think he'll survive?
0: Again, I think that's a variable thing. I think if he hasn't won a game by, I was saying game three, I'm going to say game four, then I think he's
2: out. Really that soon? Yeah. Hayley's ready.
0: I think so many people were so many people were ready to get rid of him last year, and John Dorsey made the call. he will be our coach next year, but I think that came with a condition that you've got to show that this two-year plan worked and you've got a few games to make it known, and if you, if you don't make it known, then you're out. That's just my feeling. I think, I think that he'll be out quickly if we don't deliver.
2: Our one concern is though, did Dorsey make that call or is it still Haslam? And I'd much rather we had. Jimmy goes out and, and D together, appoint the general manager and let the general manager manage. Because the last thing you want is there's three different departments. You've got Paul D. Podesta in his own department running an analytical side. You've got Hugh Jackson doing whatever he wants with the coaches. And you've got John Dorsey trying to manage a roster and it doesn't really come together. So I think they sort of work, they all need to come under John Dorsey and let John Dorsey do what John Dorsey wants. but... If we won them five games across the season, let's say there is an early win in there, is five wins enough for Hugh to keep his job?
1: I think personally, he's got the uh, freedom to make some of them uh, lose, losses, and I think if they if he lost every game, I think they would get rid of him four games before the end and bring someone else in or start making plans for next season. But I think he's got um, he's got a lot of room to make mistakes. I think.
2: What's that cut off at the end of the season? If I had said to you, he's got to win X amount of games to keep his job, what's that number? Three. Wow. Oh, no, 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 four, four. It's got to be eight for me. If he doesn't win eight games, and he's gone.
0: I'd have said seven.
2: I think he's Personally. got to have a five hundred record or better, or he—they're showing him the door.
1: But are going from zero percent to to four wins. That's a huge improvement. Wow.
2: And
0: everybody keeps saying how tough our schedule is this year it as well. It is a
2: horrible schedule. It's a really grim schedule, considering we went 0-16 last year. But I'd argue we should have easily won three games last year, and I put that blame at Hugh's feet. So.
0: And that's the other thing. is like Last year we had so many games that we lost, but they were so close. And I think as long as we continue to have close games, everybody keeps saying, oh, we can't do any worse this season. Well, we could if we, ha- if we get blown out. For 16 games straight. You know, at least last time we were in the games and we weren't giving up in the fourth quarter either. And I want to see that continue. Whereas a couple of years ago, you would, you know, we'd be leading after three and then all of a sudden they would just blow it and they'd lose it in the Mm. fourth. And last year I was so impressed to see that they kept fighting in the fourth Mm. quarter. So I need to see that they keep doing that. Even if they keep losing, I need to see that they're still going.
1: Well, one player that you think is most likely to get a Pro Bowl.
0: I could be basing this completely on hard knocks, but Jarvis Landry, those one-handed catches are insane. And we did see one of those at our training camp that we were at the other day. Um, And it was, yeah, he's just, he's so impressive. Um, Hopefully, that'll continue, you know, and, and the team will work with that. And, you know, it won't just be the Landry show, but I think that he's potentially one of our best options.
1: I think uh, Tyrod to Landry is going to be very constant throughout the season.
2: I just fear that it's going to be Tyrod to Landry on first and third and seven going for five yards. And that's just my fear this season. It's things we've seen them both do in the past, but let's hope Haley can uh, scheme something up and uh, we see some magic.
1: He is excited, in the he? Uh, Todd Haley at the moment.
2: Uh, Todd Haley's is just coaching waiting. I don't know why they didn't give him the official title. If, if he's not the head coach by uh, the end of the bye week, I'd be amazed. Sure. And I don't think he keeps the job next year, but I think he, he's definitely who they're going to when uh, Hugh is showing the door.
1: Kelly, here's a bit of a fun question for you. Since uh, me and Jack have been doing the podcast, we've had people um, comment in from Switzerland, Germany, Romania, Japan, Spain, Chile, Ireland. Do you think there's any chance like I could set up like a European backers, for example?
0: Possibly you can set up your own club on the backers website, or you can apply to set up your own club. I don't know if they would go for one that is quite that oh. widespread, because you have to have listed a specific viewing location. Okay. And if it's not something that's commutable within like an <laughs> hour, it might it might be rejected. Switzerland's
1: what hour and a half? No, but yeah, they can come to you, uh, obviously the uh, British well, one. But
0: well, our, our our friend from Switzerland, Stephen Willie, is talking about coming over here to watch a game with us at the end of October this year. So I'm hoping we will get to see him at cool. some stage.
1: We've penciled in the Steelers game for that, haven't we? Yeah. That'd be good. good In fact, to I'm you. gonna
0: put some announcements up.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have quite a busy uh, schedule. We're going Cotswolds. We've got the Steelers. Surely that Steelers game's got to be a reunion, Kelly. Got to be a big.
0: Absolutely, I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. Thankfully, Paul reminded me that'll be the reunion.
1: See that,
2: Jack? Lucky guess.
1: Okay, lucky guess. Okay, <laughs> good. And yeah, I-, I was thinking. I reckon there's at least a hundred non UK, non US. Um, Browns fans out there, and I'm going to try and track them down. So, what I'm going to do, I think, is try and find a, tr- a tracking website and try and map all these uh, uh, solo Brown fans and see where they all are in the world.
0: I think that's a great idea. There is a website I know of. I'll have to find it, um, but you can actually go ahead and have you can set it up so that people can put drop pins where they are. So that might be a good thing to do.
1: Okay, cool. Is there anyone who's like in charge of like international Browns at all?
0: So. Part of the Browns Backers Worldwide group, there is the President's Leadership Council, which is a small handful of the presidents that basically meet up and they, you know, take any of the concerns that we have to the Browns organization themselves. And there is a woman who is from the Israel group, and she's on the President's Leadership Council, and that's Ruth Jaffe Lieberman. Is
1: she on Twitter? I
0: don't know. She's definitely on Facebook. She's on my Facebook friends.
1: Is she part of our group? Yes. Good. Okay, good. Well... Kelly, I just want to say thank you very much for uh, hosting us today. Thank you for having me. Coming to the
2: BBC studios. It's not something you do every day. No. Unless you obviously work here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I renamed it the Browns Backers Club, the BBC. Uh, They had some contest on Twitter or something like that. So I got like my brown sweatshirt and a brown hat and I stood outside and took a photo and and said, the Browns Backers Club, BBC. I thought we could make a chapter called the BBC, BBC.
1: (laughs) Did you win that competition as well? No, I did not You can't win them all, Kelly. Um, Jack, anything else you want to finish up on?
2: No, that's it. It's it's been a good podcast. It's good to hear more about uh, the Browns backers and uh, Mining Your's job before midnight is to uh, make sure we've gone out and we've both joined. Okay, good. Uh, Kelly, uh, where can we uh, sign up?
0: So uh, you can go on the Browns website itself, um, click on fans, click on uh, Browns backers, and then you can log in that way. If you're on our Facebook group, which is British Bulldogs Browns backers, then in the description of the group, I've also included a link that will let you go straight to the website so that you can go ahead and sign up um if you have any questions i'm kelly burgess taylor on facebook i lead up the group so you can ask me uh any questions that you've got if you need any help doing it i know trying to find clubs on that website isn't always the easiest so if you have any questions just give me a shout out uh i'm also on twitter at british browns uh and i get on that quite regularly as well
1: okay kelly and I, I just want to say personally uh thank you very much for i've been a uh, an unofficial member for the last year and I just want to say uh, everything you did last year was amazing and uh, I thought the way you welcomed me into the club and putting the event on hosting Hippodrome every week so I just want to say thank you from a from a fan and uh, thank you very much for your time today
0: thank
1: you good, good.
2: just a reminder guys to follow us both on Twitter if there's any show or ideas questions guests you want to get on it's at Paul brown underscore UK Thanks it's Jack not for it, is, it is right and then if you just want to moan about something you, or random questions it's at Jack Duffin J-A-C-K D-U-F-F-I-N got lots more shows coming up and uh, got some interesting plans in the pipeline
1: yeah me and Jack are doing a strategy meeting tonight so there are going to be a few changes so watch your space so uh...
2: and we'll be dropping some new intro and outro music very soon Ooh.
1: so yeah Guys, thank you very much for your time and uh, good night from the BBC studios in London.